Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hey, welcome to the basement. The end of the week. Let's end strong. Let's be safe. Let's be happy as we go to the weekend. Let's have some drinks. The resurrection weekend, guys. If you go to church, it's great. If you look for Easter eggs, eat chocolate, that's great too. Let's celebrate any way you want. We celebrate with all kinds of fun things, including uh, can your coach beat up the other coaches? Or would your coach be the one getting beat up? All kinds of strength wars going on in the NFL world right now with the head coaches and the Robert Sala picture fallout. I'm going to get into that. And I have had made contact with Robert Sala, and we have a comment on his physique pictures that were spread all around the internet. Uh, we're going to also talk about there's this one team that's bothering me in the NFL that's that's just kind of sticking out there as we head towards the draft. I want them to get their act together. I don't know if they will. Plus, one NFL draft prospect has opened a Pandora's box of disgusting food that you guys all eat. We'll get into that too. It's what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious in the basement on a Friday. Robert Sala, head coach of New York Jets. Very, very interesting right now as we just sit around twiddling our thumbs waiting for him to trade for Aaron Rodgers. He's sitting around twiddling dumbbells. I opened the show with it yesterday. I did nearly 10 minutes straight talking about the pictures of an NFL head coach who looks like one of the Hemsworth brothers. In fact, not one of the Hemsworth brothers, Chris Hemsworth. He looks like him, bald, jacked out of his mind, looks incredible. And it's funny because people get in their feelings when I start to say, he's the, the strongest head coach. Look how great he looks. No, but what about our coach? What about our coach? Or they say, yeah, who cares? That doesn't mean anything. He's a coach. He's not a bodybuilder. I know that. I know. <laughs> I know. Gotten a lot of, yeah, who cares? Look who won the Super Bowl, Andy Reid. I know. I'm not predicting the Jets to win the Super Bowl. I'm saying that's one of the coolest pictures in New York Jets history. And that is the most incredible physical presence of a head coach I have ever seen in my life. What is he doing? How does he have these workouts? And then people, of course, take it dark places and they say, he's getting an advantage. And I saw there was a barstool post about asking whether or not he's on the juice. I don't know. I think he's on the gamma rays, like I said. In fact, I've gotten to meet Robert Sala through some friends of mine who are very well connected and not just in an interview, in a social setting. And he was incredible. And I met his wife and they're such nice people. I texted Robert Sala today, the head coach of the New York Jets. And I said, coach, I was born one week before you. I was seven days older than you. How the hell do you have yourself together that well? I'm struggling right now, struggling. What do you do? What are your, what's your regimen? Coach me, coach. Robert Sala texts me back and I hope he wouldn't mind me sharing this. I don't think he would. He says, ha ha, funny, whatever he said. And then he said, um, I take a supplement and it's called PHW. And I go, oh, well, thanks for telling me. And, and as I go, you know, I go away from the text message and I start Googling and PHW, I got to get this. I don't see PHW, PHW, what is this? I'm trying to buy it because I'm whatever PHW is. Do I have to go down to the GNC and get PHW? I, I, I'm in. And as I'm searching, another text comes in from Robert Sala and I can't find any results for PHW. And the text from Robert Sala says, pure hard work. You son of a bitch. You're right. That's the supplement. P-H-W. Pure hard work. Yeah. J-E-T-S-P-H-W. What an incredible line. What an incredible take. 
What an incredible man. The Jets might win the Super Bowl. You know why? P-H-W. That's incredible. I love you, Robert Sala. I love the New York Jets. You guys have never been cooler. And you're about to get, the, in my opinion, the best quarterback to ever play the game. How about that? That's PHW going on right now in the front office to make that thing happen. It's beautiful. But I also, this morning on the Good Morning Football program, I released with my friend Peter Schrager, top five fittest coaches in the NFL. Not, not biggest, not strongest, not most successful. Fittest. Bring it up. Where it is. There it is. All right. I got solid top. Number one. He is not just a bicep guy or tricep guy. There's a body fat percentage thing with him. It's a full body health. Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills, AFC East brethren, number two fittest coach in the NFL. Sean McDermott, very accomplished wrestler back in the day, played football in college. It's still apparently just shredded and shredded like in the core. He does things like no one wants to do, like lunges and squats and all the core work. McDermott, still twisted steel. Dan Campbell, obviously. Massive upper body strength, still has it together in the midsection. Dan Campbell is just an absolute unit. D'Amico Ryan's never coached a, a, a game in the NFL as head coach, but he is the head coach of the Texans. Obviously, prolific linebacker, completely still put together. Looks great on the sideline. I gave him the four spot. And then Sean McVay. I love McVay. He probably used to be number one on this list when he came in as the youngest head coach in NFL history. But, you know, the game is changing. The guys are getting their lifts in and they're eating lean. Oh, I can't do that voice for that long. McVay down to five. We got to see his physique uh, in Hard Knocks. He's put together for sure. I know he gets the early morning workouts at the Rams facility. I once asked him uh, how many push-ups he could do in two minutes. There's a two-minute challenge. And uh, he said 120, which is impressive. One a second for two straight minutes is, it's, uh, it, it's intense. So he says he can do that. He's my five though. But what's funny is that uh, top five list will trigger anybody about anything. It's funny. We're just guessing who the fittest is. We're not saying who's going to win the Super Bowl or who deserves the most money. And yet, put up the top five list. People will respond. What were the responses to my top five fittest head coaches list? Here they come. Yes, as I mentioned, <laughs> the principal says, give me Andy Reid eating 74 cheeseburgers while game planning and winning Super Bowls. Look, you're not wrong. Not who the best coach is. <laughs> it really isn't. Andy Reid is a fantastic coach. Fantastic. Touche, Principal. What's next? Who is next? Next tweet. John Wernicke talking about uh, Robert Sala. He says, aha, John Wernicke is representing Buffalo. Big arms mean nothing. Sean McDermott would double leg Sala and finish him in a heartbeat. Incredible. He says that Sean McDermott would go double leg takedown relying on that wrestling and then finish him. I don't know if that's true, buddy. Uh, McDermott is number two on the list. It would be really a battle of the Titans. But I still got to go with Sala. He's very well put together. McDermott would definitely have the wrestling edge, though. Nope, I'm not sneezing at McDermott. Did you see the? Did you see this man? Come on. No, next tweet. Who else is triggered by the top five fittest? Ooh, Rational Jets fan. He wonders, Sala and Dan Campbell versus the other 30 coaches in a bar fight who wins? Well, that's, uh, that would be a prolific challenge considering the three of those 30 are also in the top five. And I have to say, bar fight is not about fittest. I'm not saying who would win in a fight because definitely if I'm in a bar fight and I'm having a coach with me, Campbell is there and Sal is there, but you better believe Mike Vrabel is on my back. Better believe it. With a mustache, he's probably got a big old dip in and he's husky and strong. I think Vrabel's very strong and put together and still in pretty good shape. I don't know if he's still... Uh, has the core and the, the washboard factor. I don't know if he ever did. And maybe I'm insulting him. Maybe he's number six. But Vrabel swings, but oh God, look at that. 
This tweet says, uh, ahem. And I'm seeing Chargers head coach Brandon Staley do something that looks filthy, but is actually the cat-cow yoga stretch. If you've ever done this before, I've done it in yoga. It's not great for gifts. It's not great for dignity, but it is, it is great for the lower back and spine. Look, I don't think that's, I'm sure he's working on his core and his back, Brandon Staley. Uh, we just basically ran this to run the GIF. Staley never going to live that one down. In a good way or a bad way. Last tweet. Somebody bring it home. Adam Scher says, Dan Campbell would break off a piece of that Sean McDermott Kit Kat bar and use him as a toothpick. Don't ever disrespect Motor City Dan Campbell like this again. Guys, I'm not saying who would win in a fight. Did you understand? It is not that. I'm not pairing these guys against each other in a fight. I am saying that Sean McDermott, I think, is a slightly more fit than Dan Campbell. He's a smaller man, probably not as strong, throwing the weights around. I don't know who I'd have in a fight. I don't care. Sean McDermott, I think, is more fit than Dan Campbell. See what I'm saying? We're in an argument about this. I'm just making it up. I didn't put them through the presidential fitness test. They didn't do the sit and reach. We didn't do a body fat check with that little pincher thing from gym class. It's just my guess. And my guess is this is number one. That's not a guess. That's a statement of fact. PHW, guys. Take that into the weekend. Pure hard work. Let's get into what I hate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I like a nice, neat set inside a div division in the NFL. I like it when all four teams are bad and rebuilding. I like all four teams that are, eh, they can't decide, or I like all four teams that are good. I don't like the, the hodgepodge, the mess of some are great, some are terrible, especially when all three are good and one is terrible. And that brings me to the NFC East, allegedly the most glamorous, most high-profile division, if you believe East Coast media bias, which I don't. It's, it's missing a piece of the set. I hate the state of the commanders right now, but it's interesting because if you look at the East, Philadelphia, fantastic. Dallas, coming off a really good season, won a playoff game, beat Tom Brady in his last game ever. New York, looking great, adding weapons, doubled down, also won a playoff game. So Super Bowl invite, playoff win, playoff win, commanders. Their most notable contributions to the the dialogue last year were about uh, the pending sale of the team by their owner, the Sean Taylor statue misfire, and their mascot, whose name I don't remember. It was a pig, right? It's kind of, I, someone will tell me before we finish. So I want the commanders to get in the fight. I want the commanders to get in the fight. Um, and they are right now at the NFC East kids' table. The other three are at the adults' table. Yes, Major Tutty was the name of the mascot. 
we just saved the show. Major Tutty was their mascot. They're, they're sitting at the kids' table. I've talked about this before. They're having fruit punch and chocolate turkeys and little cut up pieces of ham. I guess it would be chocolate eggs this weekend. And the other people in the division are sitting there at this nice, beautiful table in the formal dining room and they're having prime rib or turkey or their actual fancy ham and wine and scotch, whatever the hell they want. Commanders are at a folding table. You go down to the basement, you get a couple times a year and you bring it up, you put a tablecloth around it. I'm tired of it. So what are they gonna do about it? I mentioned the commanders specifically today because they are meeting with Hendon Hooker, the Tennessee quarterback, who is one of these guys who seems to be ascending in the draft prognostication and the projections. We've been talking about the big four for Young and Stroud and Levis and Richardson for really a couple months now. And then there's this, oh yeah, don't forget about Hendon Hooker, great Tennessee quarterback, really athletic, beat Alabama in maybe the game of the year, got injured. He's got that, yeah, but he got injured thing. Does it matter? Is he gonna be someone who might jump one of those guys? Maybe he might jump two of those guys? Everybody raves about him, loves, the, loves him as a guy, loves the athleticism, loves the accuracy, all that. Got hurt, and he seems to be this fifth guy. Washington meeting with him is interesting. Just because of the reasons I said. Washington, it's time to do something here. It's time. You can't be the only kid flunking the class when all three of them are the teacher's pet at this point, and you're sitting in the back in detention. It's not a good look for Washington. We're supposed to believe that this is a lot of new changes for Washington. Obviously, we have a new name. We have a new logo. We have a new mascot. We're going to have a new owner. I think it's time for a new quarterback because I would hate to think it's time for a new head coach. I like Ron Rivera a lot. He's been to the mountaintop. He's been incredible several different places, including as a player where he won a Super Bowl. Who's their quarterback? I, I can't discuss a team unless you have a viable quarterback. And we're looking at Sam Howell, who they took last year in the fifth round. Okay, and then Jacoby Brissett, who is maybe one of the most popular players in the NFL and is not going to be the long-term answer. Like, come on. And I, I start to see this, yo, Jacoby Brissett, if you surround him with a blah, 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 no, come on, come on. I don't wanna spend too much time on it because I like Jacoby, but that's a guy who's there who people like and you can come in in a pinch and maybe he can win two out of four games or three out of four games for you if he gets hot. He's, he's not going to win the NFC East and go into the title game. You gotta get a guy, so get a guy. What are you gonna do? Look around. Dak Prescott's no, not going anywhere. Daniel Jones is not going anywhere. And Jalen Hurts will be extended if all things come true that should. And you're the only team in the league with a quarterback. I hate it. Without a quarterback. The only team in the division. Pick number 16 in the first round. So if they like Tendon Hooker, they could probably get him. If they like maybe even somebody like Levis, they could get him. Or Richardson. We don't know what the hell's going to happen. So sit there. Get your quarterback. Or move the hell up. This is the time more than ever in the history of the league and the draft to be aggressive, to make moves, to not just sit there. People are going to do it. They see what happens when you do it. They see, well, I'm not going to sit here at 16. I'm not going to maybe, and, and by the way, moving back too, fine. Just it's sitting there is, 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 I feel like coming very, very passe. And there's teams that have poker faces and say, it's fine. We like our guys. Everybody else can scramble and chase their tails. We'll sit here where we are. If you're Washington, you need a quarterback. If you really like one of them, if you like Hennon Hooker today, what the hell are you doing waiting? You're gonna wait another year? You're gonna try the Sam Howell thing? Is he good? You like him? You like, you, you've been with him a year, fifth round pick. Do you, do you care that much? Is he gonna develop into a quality starter? They've tried everything. They tried the Carson Wentz experiments, didn't do it. And you look organizationally, a few years back during the Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones draft, they took a shot and they drafted Dwayne Haskins, the late Dwayne Haskins. And obviously it didn't work out. And then when he left, it ended in tragedy. And it's horrible. Let's try again. That was several years ago. And there's been other times people have drafted guys that have not worked out many times. You've done it before. Teams in your division have done it before. 
Let's go. Let's go. It'd be nice. It'd be pretty cool if all four teams had a viable starter and could actually win some games, have a chance of winning the division. Where would you even rank the NFC East right now in terms of divisions? It's up there for sure. It's just if only because the Eagles doing the heavy lifting. If the commanders decided to come to the adults table from the kiddie table and they have a playoff caliber team, you could talk about the NFC East as the best division in the whole damn, the whole damn league. Really? It's like right now they have three out of four. You might even be there. You don't want to play that division this year. They're good. Commanders, if it's Hooker, if it's Levis, if it's Richardson, if it's anybody. I don't want them to be the, the team that goes into the league this year and be like, ugh, Commanders, Howell, Brissett. You know, last year we thought that about Seattle. You're going in with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. It worked out. And if Jacoby Brissett is going to suddenly become your Geno Smith season, then well, that I'll be very happy for you. But I've seen Ron Rivera get to a Super Bowl with a number one overall pick named Cam Newton, who won the Heisman and was one of the most prolific performers we've ever seen. That was how he did it. I'd take a shot. I'd take a big shot. Join us at the adults table. It'd be fun. Come on, Washington. We're trying to start anyway. We're trying to control, alt, delete. You can't do it without a quarterback. Let's go. Let's go to what's hilarious. So I just mentioned Will Levis, who's one of the more interesting players in the whole draft for a bunch of reasons. Uh, there's, there's suspicions and fears and then also excitement about his playing ability. There's the same things about his personality. This is not a cookie cutter guy. He is really jacked. He likes to talk about how he's jacked. He's got opinions. He's on social media. It's just one of those people that if you were the old guard, yell at a cloud type NFL talent analysis, you say, oh, I'm staying away from him. I just want someone who shuts up and gets in the film room. That This is not going to be your guy. Not that he's not in the film room, but he has personality. He's got a little shade of Baker Mayfield in him. You know, a little shade of Cam. It's just, he's a personality guy. They're, they come out every once in a while, and sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not. Part of that personality is eating really weird crap. Now, it got out about him that he drinks coffee with mayonnaise in it. It's not entirely true. He's tried to clarify it and say, I think he or he and his girlfriend did it once as a stunt for social media or something because they had seen somebody mention it. I don't think he regularly is going to get up in the morning, going to the kitchen, uh, putting the K-cup in and then going for the Hellman's and doing a big scoop. That's not part of his morning routine, but he has done it. And to even do it one time makes the rest of us dry heave. And we got a video for this. This quarterback, Will Levis, who might be coming to your favorite team, eats bananas with the peel on, which doesn't make sense. Stupid, it doesn't make sense. He's not actually gonna... And he's eating this disgusting brown banana now, is he swallowing the peel? Doesn't that make you sick? Isn't that like eating the husk of a watermelon or of an avocado? I'm seeing him take three bites here. I've never actually watched this video. I've just read about it. Is he swallowing it? Yeah, I think, oh my God. There are people among us who don't even like eating the inside of a banana and find it disgusting. I don't know. Do you, do you want that guy? Wow, he really ate the whole damn banana. The entire peel and a disgusting brown peel too. That's rough. I've never seen that video before. <laughs> I've seen some pretty disgusting videos in my time. That's crazy. All right, well, he says thumbs up. Whatever you say, Will. Um, so it begs the question. We did a social call out. The real question is, do you want that guy to be not only leading your team, but he does your local media for the next several years. He's all over the place. Your kid wants his jersey. All, like, is that, are you into that? All right. 
I would say he better be a pretty good player, but we don't know how good of a player he is yet. More importantly, food quirks. We all do some weird stuff. And I had to think to myself, I certainly don't eat banana with the peel, I don't put mayonnaise in my coffee. What do I do that's weird? I talk about this Friday afternoons. I have a gin martini, which already makes me a little bit unusual because most people don't drink those. And in my gin martini, I do a slice of jalapeno. Now, I don't know if that's disgusting, it's not mayonnaise and coffee, but it is weird. I've never heard of anybody else who does it. I pretty much made it up and it evolved over the years. When you ask a bartender to make it for you, they're like, huh? It's a strange combination. It does it for me, guys. You might think it's disgusting. Might think those flavors don't go together. For me, it, it, it takes me off to, to the La La Land. It's a wonderful place. I love it up there. That's mine. What's yours? What do you got? What is this weird Orlovskian thing that you do with food? Dan Orlovsky has unusual food taste. You've probably seen it. Let's see. They can't, here they come. Will Parkinson. Well known to Jets media, Jets fans. He says ketchup or barbecue sauce on homemade mac and cheese. I can abide it. Anytime you're putting a ketchup or a barbecue sauce on, really what you're mostly putting is sugar and salt. And then there's some sort of tomato component or like a molasses in the case of barbecue sauce. That's not stomach churning. It's, it, listen, barbecue sauce is not terribly far from hot sauce. I know a lot of people with hot sauce and homemade mac and cheese. I wouldn't do this, but like if, put it this way, if you were eating some barbecue ribs with mac and cheese on the side and some of the barbecue sauce from the ribs got on your mac and cheese, you might be like, oh sweet, <laughs> special bite. So, I don't think this is gross at all. Ketchup, eh, but barbecue sauce. Next, Will Parkinson, you're good. Justin Roberts says, I like yellow mustard on cold pizza. Come on, Justin. Cold pizza, that's interesting. So you take the, order the pizza the night before, you don't finish it all, put a couple slices in the fridge. Next day for lunch, you just get it out fully cold. I think it's gross cold, I hate cold pizza. Microwave it or toaster oven it. And then you put the, the French's yellow mustard on. That's pretty gross. I like mustard on certain things. That's pretty gross, man. You think that makes it better? You don't want like some sort of hot sauce or, or hot honey. Come on, what, what, what are we doing here? Motown Justin, look, that's up to you. Grape jelly on grilled cheese. Are these real or did you guys just, did you, guys, you know what? I, I like a cotton candy on my tacos. You gotta try it. It's so, do you really do that? Do you ever have a really good grape cheese or really good <laughs> I just, I just messed it up. A grape cheese, that's what it's called. Do you ever have a really good grilled cheese? Oh, it's all buttery and melty and hot and toasty. <laughs> you know what this could use? Let me go into the, into the fridge and get some Smuckers and just smear grape jelly all over it. Dude, are you, are you seven? <laughs> Next. I shouldn't judge, I can't help myself. DJ and KC says, a college staple. Oh great, what'd you do in college? Scrambled eggs, plus white rice, okay, plus cut up hot dogs, all mixed with ketchup. He says, great for hangovers and midnight munchies. My roommates made me eat it in my bedroom. It's fine. It probably stinks because of the hot dogs, but I don't know. White rice adds nothing. Scrambled eggs, pretty neutral. Eggs and hot dogs, that's like basically eggs and sausage. And then the ketchup, it's fine. I mean, I don't want to be near you when you're eating it either. And if you're eating it with a spoon, now it's getting a little bit gross. DJ, I can see the roommate college thing. Like, dude, DJ, go get in your room. We're playing GoldenEye in here. We don't want to smell your stupid ketchup and eggs and hot dogs thing. That's fine. That one's not bad. Next. David Westgarth says, peanut butter, ham, and lettuce sandwiches. They're magnificent. What are you doing? Shut up, David. 
ham and pork and peanut butter and produce and peanut butter, they're magnificent. Why wouldn't you just have the ham and lettuce sandwich? Why don't you just have the peanut butter sandwich? Come on, David. Do whatever you like. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to be open-minded. Next, Somebody, we got to get out of here before I dry heap. Ah, Primetime bread, grape, ch grape jelly, and chili sauce mixed together on meatballs. Stop! No, no. <laughs> that's not a thing. Whatever occurred to you to do that? When you're when you have meatballs, there's no grape jelly component. That's, that is a like a lunch condiment. Why is it even around? If you go to an Italian place and get meatballs, you won't say, "Hey, can I get a little grape jelly?" And they're like, "What? Chili sauce? Whatever, sure." That's this is not a thing. Although, look, maybe I'm learning. There's been two people who have said they put grape jelly on otherwise conventional dishes. Maybe this is a thing. I don't know. Purple drink? Do you drink that with the two? Prime time bread, nice. Jeff and Lincoln says my coworker's wife would put tuna. Oh Christ, not the tuna. Tuna, olives, and mustard in a bowl and mix it together. That wasn't a quirk. This is some serious issues going on there. Yeah, my mouth just, like, you know how when you're, it gets all dry and there's no saliva? I find tuna gross. I find olives gross. That's why I put jalapenos in my martini and mustard. Oh, my God. Imagine if that coworker also heated that sucker up and microwaved it. <laughs> Quick 30 seconds. Disgusting. All right, couple more. Couple more. Everybody's barfing at home. Heyo1in says, as a kid, I would take the orange powder Gatorade mix and put it on top of my ice cream. That's actually kind of cool. Like a little garnish. It's just orange sugar and carbs and salt on top of ice cream. It probably tastes great. And I have a couple martinis with jalapenos. I would do that tonight. I got to get some of that mix. I like it. Give me one disgusting one to just bring us home. All right, Jay Winkworth. He starts by saying, not me. That means he's about to put something disgusting on someone else. Not me. But my father always asked for pork and beans and vanilla cake for his birthday. Okay, so his favorite dinner is pork and beans. And he likes vanilla cake. We're good there. And then, oh no, this is a slow motion car accident. He would take a fork full of cake. Oh, please don't do it. And drag it through the beans, combining the two. <laughs> choo choo, here comes the cake. He finishes much to the horror of all in attendance. Mr. Winkworth, happy birthday, sir. You just gonna take that cake and just sop up all that salty, porky, gravy-y, beany sauce and put it right down, aren't you? It's your birthday, you can do what you want to. Well, that was a disgusting segment. Thank you, I wanna thank you guys. I wanna thank Will Levis. Uh, I want to thank the manufacturers over at the Smuckers Company for the grape jelly. And I want to thank that gentleman's dad who has vanilla cake and pork and beans. That's the segment, and that's what's hilarious. Let's have a weekend, guys. Before we do, I'm going to throw a dart. Go to Skycam, please. Go to Skycam, please. The question could might as well be, what was the most disgusting thing you just read in the last five minutes? I don't know. I have no idea. But here's the number to start the weekend. Five. Number five on the dartboard. We'll go to topic number five. I've not seen any of these before. I just ad-lib it off the cuff as I ride away. Which Harry Potter house would you be sorted into? Didn't we just do a lot of Harry Potter stuff yesterday? Well, I don't decide it. Which Harry Potter house would you be sorted into? Well, we've all thought about it before. Put that sorting hat up uh, on your head when you're a first year young little kid. Well, everybody just wants to say Gryffindor. 
But if you really look at the tenants of each house, am I brave? I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not usually forced to do a lot of things that are brave, although I guess I go on live TV and here in the basement and do some things that are really out there. Set that aside for a sec. Slytherin, ambition. Uh, if anything, I sometimes have a lack of ambition, so I'm working on it, but I don't think that would be my house. Hufflepuff, hardworking, maybe. And my schedule is pretty demanding. I got a couple kids, like a lot of us do, so maybe that. And then Ravenclaw was, I think, just kind of raw intelligence horsepower. I don't think that either. You know, I'm gonna go Hufflepuff. I'm, I'd be proud to be in Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff gets bad rap, people make fun of them, their name sounds terrible, they're yellow. Uh, I'd tell you something. Cedric Diggory, coolest kid in Hogwarts. Best athlete, best looking. Kid grew up to be Batman. Um, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff House, the pride of Hufflepuff. I'd be honored to be on Cedric Diggory's Quidditch team. I'd be honored to put, be even a, a bludger. I don't need to be a seeker. I don't need to be anything like that. Hufflepuff House, I see you. I love you. I represent you. I feel the same way about all you guys watching and listening right now. This is Kyle Brand Space, and we just did a week. Enjoy yourself this weekend. Tweet if you want at KB Basement. We'll talk next week. Um, like, subscribe, share, tweet, post, Insta, MySpace, all that stuff. If you still have it, do it. Uh, see yourself out this way. You can exit through the garage. Close the door on your way out. See you Monday, guys.